<laughs> All right, friends, family, team. It is season 10, episode 8 of the Washed Up Podcast. The fellas are back in order, getting you ready to rock. And we are going to start you off with a little Emba A, how the championship finals is going. It is tied 1-1. Then we move on to let you know about the Chicago Sky and the WNBA. Then we go into the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs where the Vegas have a chokehold over the Florida. Then we move into a little MLB, catch you up on the 10 hottest, 10 coldest in the last 10 games. We talk a little socks, a little Cubs, just to stir the pot betwixt the fellas. And we end with a list. This week's list will be the funniest movie scenes. Oh my God, you dirty little bastards. It's the Washed Up Podcast, for the love of God. Can we just get it? You can come get me. I'm in the Season 10, episode 8. The NBA Finals are tied at 1-1. The Heat even the series last night. And the first thing I want to say is how this media, every single media platform, is just diving full-on headfirst into the shallow end of what have you done for me lately. Oh, yeah, I love it. Everybody (laughs) switched. Literally every single person is just like, I counted this Heat team out, and now I think they win in five. Yeah, so that was was never really in my mind, but it was in the back of my mind because I was just absolutely flabbergasted that they won a game. I was convinced that they could maybe win game one because we talked about rest versus rust, and the outcome on that hasn't been... There hasn't been an answer to, is it rest or is it rust? No. It's like 50-50. It changes legit every fucking sport, every series. It doesn't fucking matter. Exactly. So I thought the only chance that they possibly had was game one and maybe one at home. But to win game two while Jokic has 40 points in Denver. 41? 41 points in Denver. I was flabbergasted. But then I turn on the TV and I see Kendrick mumbling Perkins. And he brings <laughs> me right back down the earth and right where back where I want to be. Do I think that he can get another game? Possibly. But I have more confidence that the Nuggets are going to win it all now than I did before. It's like they poked the bear. Like literally right. like you. But I like I said, I was flabbergasted too. I was running my mouth all weekend. I'm like, you are insane if you think the Heat are going to win a single game in this series. And... They prove me wrong, but it's just like people like on first take and get up. They're just like, nope, I said it along like this Heat team. They're special. They're special. I'm like, no, you all literally were saying that the Nuggets were going to sweep. Yeah, so this is more game three's mortgage game. The whole thing <laughs> is, the whole <laughs> thing's outrageous because if you've ever played a sport past eighth grade, it's all about how can you bounce back? What can you do differently? You start looking at things a little bit different. Your coach is like, all right, this is how they got us last game. Let's try and figure this out. I guess it kind of goes to like varsity when you start like watching film. So technically not freshman year. But the chances of some team beating another team in four, like sweeping, is very minuscule. 
So to think that the Nuggets can't look back and figure something out is so arrogant from the media. Is It's like, what are you thinking? Isn't it so insane, that dynamic that you just brought up? Post-eighth grade, you can start looking back at losses because they become a little more acceptable. Like, from from kindergarten to eighth grade, you're just expected to win every single game. Right. If you have that one... <laughs> That's so great. If you have that such one a, Pat Clifford... Such a great mentality can, to have. If you got you have me playing shortstop, you're like, okay, that guy has to... Yeah, no, I'm just saying. I know it's Did you run and tag kids I out? I get it. I get it. It sounds soft, and I'm the last guy to come <laughs> up in the bottom of the seventh and like expect him to get a hit because I'm a mental fucking midget. But it's like... I've never thought about that before. That like after in high school you lose, coaches aren't fucking on you like they are in like little league, where it's like every game means the world. It's like we're nine years old, walk down the street, nobody gives a shit. Right. James saw the ice cream truck and is only thinking about Choco Tacos <laughs> since the fourth inning. Exactly. Screwball, screwball. Me Sorry, too. And I'm bad. thinking about Come who's, on, Pat. Show who's, some respect. Uh, mom is on Team Snacks this weekend. If it was someone bad, I would never play good. Oh, you're telling me I got apples? Yeah. Bunt, bunt, <laughs> bunt. No, but if you see that variety bag of the chips, yeah. you're hitting a grand slam. I went four for four every single time. Exactly. So, but sorry, back to noticing finals. that. Uh, so they did. The Heat absolutely recovered, and they saved themselves in the series just a little bit by having Jokic beat them without. Rebounding or the assists. Jokic had like three or four assists, and they completely um, took out Murray and Porter and see well, Porter got taken out of game one, too. He's struggling. Yeah. So I understand that the Heat changed defensively, and it worked. But they're make still facing the best player in the world right now. Here's the simplest way to put it. The Nuggets... We're an inch, uh, an inch away from going to overtime, and the Heat were could have lost by twenty five in the first game if the Nuggets didn't start taking it easy in the fourth quarter. Which I thought was based like I thought it was just the Nuggets like saying "fuck it, we're gonna take it easy" in the fourth quarter in game one. They may just have some fourth quarter problems, but that still doesn't change anything. I'm t- thousand percent on your side. Yeah. This this series is over. It was over before it started. Yeah, I agree. I think that the fact. That everybody can switch on the drop of a hat. It's just going to go back and forth. Like, let's say in Miami, game three, Nuggets win by 15. It goes right back to why did we ever doubt Jokic? Yeah, it's so nuts how quick. That's what we talked about last week and the monster that, like, Michael Jordan created. And I've still been thinking about it and analyzing it. And it's like to be great every night, nobody can do it. And that's why he's the greatest ever. We were talking about Jason Tatum. We were talking about Joe Missoula. Then they come back and win three games in a row. And they're like, okay, the Celtics are back. Who are they going to add next year after this championship? Oh, whoops, they lost game seven. Are they going to fire Joe Missoula now? Is Jalen Brown the right fit for the Celtics? Right. This is within 48 hours of each other. I'd say less than that. Yeah. It's And it's so aggravating. But I've... I came up with something in my head the other day because I was listening to the first take and I was like, I, I'm the problem, and we've talked about this before. We're <laughs> the problem for ESPN because I enjoy watching it because of how dumb they are. Right. I swear, some people will say that to make themselves feel better and 
like because they're falling for the trap. I'm really not. I could stop watching first take at any point, but I do enjoy how dumb they are, and I'm flabbergasted that the people at ESPN are okay with that because they know. They know putting Kendrick Perkins on TV is just going to aggravate people, and Max Kellerman is just going to aggravate people. So they went down that road, which I don't like at all. And, and they want people to go bitch on Twitter after. Right, like, why but is they're Kendrick getting Perkins- what they want, which is views. But I just... I still have this crazy thought that people are going to want good content coming out. Absolutely. So heat and five. <laughs> yeah. Dude, basically, I mean, if that's what we, if we want to sell our souls, let's just start fucking doing that. Uh, but no, I'm telling you, this heat team, they're going to win yeah, in five dude, games. You see game two? Jokic, <laughs> four, four assists, washed. <laughs> no, it's like, it was like funny. I'm sitting there watching it the other night, get off work. I'm like, all right, Jokic first basket, Jokic first basket, he misses it. And then, like, I go to the kids sitting next to me, I'm like, look at Twitter right now, I guarantee you, like, people are going to say Jokic is washed. Yeah, he trash. Missed, yeah, he's trash. He missed the first basket. Yeah. So that's the thing that I'm talking about, though, is, like, the monster of Michael Jordan is, like, is it because there was no social media? But you don't see, like, even Detroit Pistons fans and Knicks fans from back in the day still liked Michael Jordan. And they had to. Because he never had these moments, these lapses. He's so damn good. Yeah, I know. I try, sorry for defending him, but whatever. Um, <laughs> it's okay. So, like, the, the main thing is, so Max Strauss goes 0 for 9 from 3 in game 1 and 0 for 10 all out from game 1. He hits four threes in game 2. Heat win by 3 with a little extra couple of three-pointers. It's like Jokic is going to score a couple twos. Great. We have four white guys that went undrafted that are just going to pull, and then we also have Caleb Martin and Gabe Vincent, who are just freaks a little bit. That's why I have so much confidence left in the Nuggets. Max Struess to score the first 10 10 points, you got to see that coming, right? No. (laughs) He went 0 for 10 the game before. What do you think is going to happen? Is Max Struess going to shoot? 60% 60% from three again, or is he going to go to 0 to 9? I think 0 for 9 is more likely to happen again. And I think Michael Porter Jr. shooting 3 of 17 is going to change. So once that changes, the Nuggets are just strides above the heat. And that's kind of the analytic brain of it, but also Nikola Jokic plays for the Nuggets. I agree. He does? He does? <laughs> yeah. I agree with He's that washed, statement. Though. He's washed. And who would have thought that Kevin Love would have 10 boards? Right. So these we talked about this last year, same time, same series, and who was right? Brady, Warriors in six, which I said the whole entire fucking time. And I was like, who do you count on more to have 40 points? Jason Tatum or Steph Curry? And I'm like, it's just simple. You count on Steph Curry more than you count on Jason Tatum. And I'm counting on Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic versus one star and Jimmy Butler. The numbers are so easy, and that's why it's so easy for me to predict because I'm dumb. But two is more than one. <laughs> is it, though? Jimmy Butler Dude. did do a really good job on Jamal Murray <laughs> last night or two nights ago. You went, you went full on Tim Robinson on that one because <laughs> yeah. I'm dumb. Oh, we said we were going to recap. I watched the first episode, and I was like, I got to wait for a day where I can just watch everything. The first episode is so good. I watched the first episode, too. Oh, my God. The driving crooner is the funniest thing I've ever (laughs) seen in my life, and it makes no sense. That is, like, that's making its way into the rotation of my new, like, show to fall asleep, too. Yeah. Um, But, 
Yeah, I've said my piece on this. I have n- absolutely zero doubt in the Denver yeah. Nuggets. So Nuggets in five. Exactly. So let's lo- let's look at it from like just a your run of the mill pickup basketball game. <laughs> exactly. This right? is how I think about it. Right. So there's a guy on the other team about as good as you. Maybe you're a little less than him. He scores on you three times in a row. That's game one. Game two, you score on him four points in a row. Mm -hmm. That's game two. Game three, do you think that you're out of it? Because this guy, because I came back at you and scored four to your first three. Right. Let's put it this way. The other guy on the other team, about the same level. You, You look over at the court and you're like, okay, good. Me and him guarding each other, playing offense against each other. He's, you score three points in the first game, more than him. He scores four points, you score three points. So he scores one more point than you in game two. Oh, here's his buddy who just decides to show up in game three through five, who's ten times better, not to, who is as good as all of you. And that's Jamal Murray. He's going to show up eventually. Right. And then you have the guy that walks in who doesn't need to stretch because he doesn't run. Right. That's us. We're Nikola Jokic. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I don't know if the Great, I've been saying that for years. But um, one other thing I want to touch on is Tyler Hero potentially coming back. He's not. Um, game three. For sure not Game anymore. three, he just got ruled out. Okay. Like two minutes before you walked in. Oh, okay. Well, regardless, so for maybe the whole entire four. series, you have to see how you play in game three. Even if, I swear to God, before I came in here, they were talking around the radio. I was like, all right, well, regardless if he's ready or not, which I didn't know, was you have to see how game three goes. And you hit it right on the head perfectly for bringing in the media so dumb for thinking that the Miami Heat are just back. What's the point of bringing Hero back if you win again? Right. So you have to see how game three goes. Nuggets win by probably 15 to 20 in my in my calculations, and then he'll probably be back game four, and then they'll blame the whole series on him, even though it was over before it started. It, it's it's going to be a shit-kicking tomorrow, right? Yeah. Yeah. There are two storylines that I think um, really captivate how cool this finals is outside of the game of basketball because Jokic cares about his family more than he does about the game of basketball. Same 100%. with Jimmy Butler, caring more about his family more than he does about the game of basketball. And when they're asked like what they do after losses, they're like, Jimmy Butler goes, um, went home. I think I watched a movie with my daughter, and on the off day, played some spades. I don't think spades went my way, but like, I'm not like going home and just like shooting like all the time. I'm not like studying tape. Like I, I it's never been all about basketball. It never will all be about basketball. But when I get on the court, it's all about basketball. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I think you said, too, it's like, I like, like, on an off day or, like, before, like, you know, if we're about to clinch a game, it's like, have a couple beers, listen to some country music, just get the vibes going. Dude, that what, after game one, it was so tough. They show the final score, and they're like, we'll be right back with the post-game interviews and everything, and the Michelob Ultra commercial of him singing and just being happy comes right on. I'm like, this is Awful timing. <laughs> he, I think he had like 11 points played awful. They lost by 11 and then just right away. Well, the camera's obviously on him, which he doesn't want it to be. And he's just 
pissed off. Yeah. Like, you know how the cameras just go find the loser and they're just, what do you think they're going to do? Be hugging and kissing people? They're pissed. <laughs> they're walking to the locker room. Boom, right away, he's singing on the plane with a Michelob Ultra in his <laughs> hand. It's like, <laughs> this is just not good timing. You know, like, the way the world is, like, nobody cares about anything. Like, there were probably people for Michelob Ultra, like, do you think we should try to put an Ultra in his hand tonight? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, Oh my God! So many people fuck Michelob make so much money for companies that make billions of dollars do not deserve to be there. Mm-hmm. Especially, <laughs> I was trying to think of an athlete that got paid too much right now, and I can't think of anybody. I was gonna try and. Dog. You could just go with an athlete that got drafted too high, like no, Greg no. Oden, LeBron, LeBron with Taco Bell right now. Yeah, he's he's climbing the ranks, fellas. I'm sorry to tell you, but he's coming. Yeah. I mean, I just I literally hear the Taco Tuesday ad, and I just think of Brady. I'm like, what is Brady's reaction to this? Yeah, I mean, it's a little bullshit that he said. Oh, Taco Bell said that they uh, <laughs> trademark Taco Tuesday. What do you think, you fucking idiot? It's called Taco You're Bell. You're a basketball player. They serve tacos. Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid, LeBron James. Such a goober. So, where are you guys at with, like, who do you want to win and who do you want to lose? Because right now, if it's if the championship trophy is handed to Jokic or Jimmy Butler, I don't care. The two of them deserve one at least throughout their career. But I do not want to see Bam Adebayo raise a trophy with... I mean, sure, he got a How- shit ton of points game one. and game two, he had 21, 9, and 4. I just don't like the way he played against the Celtics. How dumb do I look and sound after last week? I think he's made like three jump shots in the past two games. Yeah, and he said, fuck you, Brady, right to the camera after each single one. It's crazy he looked in the camera. But I'm telling you guys from before, go back and watch the tape. He's an awful jump shooter. But I'm right on your side, sort of. I think he's from North Carolina. I, I... But see, he went to Kentucky, is, which makes me hate him even more. Never mind. See, this like I when the um the rumor of DeAndre Ayton coming to the Bulls, I was like, this is the best center in the league. He's got <laughs> no doubt the best attributes that could be added to this team. And I would say the same for Bam when he inevitably comes to Chicago in a year and a half. He's gonna fix his jump shot. Exactly. He's going to work all day on that jump shot. But it's just that after they won the Eastern Conference Finals, when it's like the guy who didn't do anything on the group project hoists the A-plus above his head, that I just don't like a little bit of that. But I would do the same thing. You're not going to have to worry about it. Yeah. And your question leads me to my point. Is like, who do I want to win? I could care less. And that's why I feel like since I am unbiased, I can talk about this series however I want. And it's not like a hot take. I still have 1,000% confidence in the Nuggets. Unbiasedly, no want, no nothing, just based on what I see. Yeah. And... I honestly don't think I've gotten a championship series wrong ever on this <laughs> podcast. To, no, I'm being honest. Oh, okay. Championship series. I wrote, you said any series. I, I zipped all three of you up last year. Yeah, I bet with you on the Warriors. So. You finally yeah. understood because I, still, I made I still, you fucking believe it. I still owe yeah. you Goldie Burgers cheese balls from that. I don't even want it. I just was so I don't ex- need them, James. I do want Goldie Burgers cheese curds. But I don't need them. 
<laughs> Sorry. It's more of a, it's Yeah, more it's more about being right in that situation. And I hit every point on the head. I think the reason I'm so upset with Bam is that I just <laughs> want him to be so much better than he is all the time. That's because how I feel about LeBron James. Right. Because I look at him and I've said it millions of times. He should average 20, 10, and 7. Yeah, but how silly is it that he's finally starting to understand who he is as a big in this series? When he's going up against Nikola Jokic, but world. he was going up against Al Horford. Yeah, but like, look at that. Like, if you look at some of the baseball teams over the course of, like, look at any team you loved growing up, they always stunk against that lefty who threw 70 miles per yeah. hour, yeah. and then they'd rope the guy who threw 97. Yeah, and he's not even playing like out of his mind. He just, we have such low he's expectations. Just, he's for just him. playing. He's just, not, he's just out there. He's not the reason they won. No. It's Max Struess and Gabe Vincent is the reason they won game two. Right. You always win based on the guy who you're least expecting to help win that helps you win. Right. So here, I'm going to make, I'm going to close this out with just asking a simple question Who won game one for the Nuggets? Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. Who won game two? Duncan Robinson. Yeah. Who are you taking? <laughs> 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 it's as simple as that. That's a good way to wrap. Anything else? No, that's it. Go Nuggets. Yep. Um, WNBA, Sky are hard-nosed four and three. Uh, we had back-to-back games against the Liberty, uh, who no, are... Jack was here. <laughs> Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. The, the Liberty, for those who don't know, have Courtney Vandersloot, and they beat us by two... I think the first game, and then we played him again last night, and we whooped him. We had a scary moment with uh, Clea Copper, and uh, but I think she's going to be okay. Did you see on the back of the Sun-Times the other day, they said, how did we let the greatest Sky player ever slip to New York? Do you think Courtney Vandersloot is the greatest Sky player ever? I was trying to think about it. I think she might be. I would say yes. She was there for the long haul. The only the only close one to say that you let her slip away would yeah. be Elena Deladon. And that's where my mind went right away, but she didn't win a championship. She didn't really do much. She was just the Chicago Sky team. Correct. She was the reason people left. went. Right. And so now that Courtney Vandersloot left, it's kind of the whole Jose Abreu going to the Astros kind of thing, where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, Okay, I hope you succeed a little bit, but I don't want you succeeding more than me. Yeah. Just keep it at a medium. And if so she can f- be a piece of that championship, it'd be great. But if she's the center of that championship, that's when it starts. It's to worth hurt. it. Yeah. It's worth it. Okay. Absolutely. If she leads them with a triple double, I have no hard thought. Oh, really? I feel the opposite. I feel like if she's just a piece of the championship, then you're like, okay, that's fine. Oh, but if no. she has, it has like, to be if she has like 30 for him, you're like, why isn't she having 30 for us? No, in my eyes, it's it has to be her team. Because if she goes and just be a is being a piece ah. somewhere, she could be a piece here. Yeah, now thinking you know? about the Jose Abreu thing, like if he hits like two seventy five, I think he only has like three homers total. Maybe. And then they win it all. It's like fuck him. Right. Okay, I hear you. I hear you. I yeah. hear you. <laughs> so um I I just can't knock this Sky team whatsoever. They are four and three. They're playing great. They're a team rather than trying. Like they're not trying to do too much, and they're playing great basketball. I can't knock them at all. There's no like clear cut superstar. It's everyone out there just mm. grinding. Kalea Copper is yeah. going to be a superstar. Yeah. She's going to be the next her. Yeah, 
Um, she already is. Her yeah. in all caps. Um, Do your thing. Connecticut Sun are a shocking six and one still, which just kind of racks my brain a little bit that I I just didn't see it coming. So <laughs> if if somehow the field wins, like we were talking about that bet, <laughs> but like, it's gonna be the Sun. Because they're playing great basketball, and then naturally the Aces are still undefeated. <laughs> you just feel so them? blindsided by that, right? Did we play the Connecticut Sun in the first round of the playoffs last year or two years ago? Uh, the see the this is, is the, the only reason I'm stuttering is because the way the NBA play the WNBA playoffs are organized, and their logo just reminds me of Phoenix. Yeah, exactly. So maybe I'm wrong. Whatever. Um. But the uh, Connecticut Sun are getting led to victory uh, just, like, out of nowhere. Not really out of nowhere, but from Dewana Boner. <laughs> Dewana Boner, sorry. <laughs> See, it was a Freudian slip. It was a Freudian slip. Shit and then, happens. And I mean, <laughs> if I didn't bet the field and it still comes and the field wins, I'm going to be upset. But if it's Dewana Boner, I'll be ecstatic. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> And uh, naturally, I it went under the radar, but the Aces are still undefeated. <laughs> it's <a> shocker. <laughs> I think I saw they play the Sun uh, tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, we'll find out who Dewana Bonner is tonight when she goes up against fucking Goliath. Oh, uh, they're actually playing right now. Aces are up 6-4. to four. The funny thing is, uh, you know how... Uh, Oakland A's might be moving to Vegas. Mm-hmm. I was talking with some happening. softball buddies, and they're like, when they move, what do you think their name's going to be? Was, they were, like, thinking of, like, Vegas puns, and it was like, Vegas, uh, ooh, Aces. And I was yeah. like, can't do it. They're like, why? I was like, there's already a team in Vegas called the Aces. They're like, who? I was like, Jesus Christ, grow the game. <laughs> yeah, you guys are not growing the game. Grow your brain. Yeah, the the defending WNBA champion, Las Vegas Aces. Um, let's let's workshop some names. Oh, the Vegas Parlays. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna Vegas say slots. slots. <laughs> <laughs> no, <not laughs> oh. Dude, and they just have slot machines in front of every seat. Brady and I are moving to Vegas, dude. You know what would be kind of sick? The sevens. <laughs> and and they just had a yellow three sevens on their oh, chest. Oh, that'd be sick. Or, yeah. or the lucky sevens. The Oakland Lucky Sevens or the Las Vegas Lucky Sevens? I kind of like that. Ooh, yeah, that does got. They good better range. not change colors. No, those, those colors are those throwback uniforms when they wear the green are so fresh. MLB Two K Twelve only team where you could have white spikes on your creative player. I was on the Oakland Athletics every single year. Hall of Fame career. I actually. Oh yeah. As much as I love the Oakland A's colors, I feel like every Vegas team should just be red and black. No, I disagree. I think they should be the Vegas Knights colors. Oh, yeah. A little bit of gold? Yeah, and black. Like, I don't know why I feel like the Raiders, like, fit into Las Vegas. <laughs> I, I, I kind of understand that, too. But, I mean, the A's uniforms are just so cl- Like, you can't change those. Yeah, no doubt. Well, while we're talking about it, hockey puck. Um, Vegas me, is a wagon. <laughs> me and Pat knew and were right that the NHL is a script, even though it's not really a script. Because it was the team rather than the NHL as a whole making the decision. Vegas for sure lost game five on purpose. For (laughs) sure. Hands down. That was an absolute take my queen or king, whatever the chess move is. (laughs) Sacrifice the queen for the greater good kind of move. Yeah. 
because they look like a totally different team. I mean, five to two and then seven to one. You can't, <laughs> there's no other explanation. Yeah, the Panthers look lost. Um, they, yeah, Bobrovsky or whatever, he was due for a game like that. That's what they were saying. They were saying, like, the Russ versus Russ thing, and, like, Bobrovsky had it going on, had a great rhythm, and then sat out for a week while Vegas sat out for three days. Yeah. Even though if you gave me three days in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Take it ace. Uh, Matthew Kachuk might be one of the best hockey players of all time. Yeah, um, and uh, he's pretty fun to watch. Anybody who sees that hit without context, like Eichel sees him and just like lunges right into him. Mm-hmm. So it was 1,000% Jack Eichel's fault. I think he got up and didn't know where he was, but it looked like he was kind of saying, my bad, my bad, like stop going after him, stop trying to fight him, but you have to do that in hockey anyways. When your guy gets hit, you got to go try and fight the other guy, even though I think he was walking or skating off the ice saying, like, don't go get him. It was my fault. It was my fault. And especially, too, like when you're getting shit pumped like that, you got to oh, yeah. try to do something to, like, really, like. Yeah, he was going to get him. He was going to get him he for sure. Him. But then Eichel just, like, went into a moving freight train. Yeah. 100%. So, uh, does Vegas sweep the Stanley Cup? No. no. I, hockey's just so crazy. We've talked about it before. Lucky bounces and everything. It's like the best team doesn't always win every night. Oh, I agree. Like, I don't think the answer is yes. Yeah. I'm just saying my right. opinion. Um, but, but, yes, <laughs> they do sweep. <laughs> yeah. I think Vegas in six. I mean, five to two and seven to one. That goal differential is in close games. Was it seven to one? Yeah. Okay, but it's like though, like I think Florida's gonna they're gonna rec- they're gonna get it together. They're gonna get maybe one or two in Florida, like right. But I know how that goes in series, and especially in the two, last series, two. like the last game doesn't matter if you lost. It really doesn't matter. It can't help you or hurt you. Mm-hmm. But in this situation, the goal differential it does hurt you. You're getting smoked. You're getting shit pumped. You're not finding anything positive in any of these periods. I heard him talking last night going into the third period. Wayne Gretzky and Biz and all those guys, Henrik Lundqvist were like. What do you do in the third period when you're down four to nothing? You're like, and they all were just like saying the same thing. Obviously, you don't quit, but if you don't score a couple goals early, you need to start finding positive things to go into game three with. Yeah, there's, it's, and there was none. I think they the goal differential was three to one in the third period last night. Yeah, uh, that was. I actually like watched like that whole game almost. I'm like, this is fucking miserable to watch. Yeah, I, Vegas is buzzing and Florida. It's like. I don't know. I, I, I understand, and if, if if I was a Florida Panthers fan, I'd be like, who cares? Those games don't mean anything. And we saw it in the Miami Heat and Celtics series where three games in a row, you think they're dead, they come back, and then they lose game seven. So I may sound like an idiot, but I think that they're just dominating. Yeah. They're not winning by one goal. They're winning by four or five or three or yeah. six. <laughs> so last week, uh, Brady, you and I talked that we hope for goals, 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 goals. We got them. We've got them. If the Panthers win game three, maybe game four, does the under come in or do the Panthers find a way to keep up with the scoring and just get one more than the Knights? I think that, like I'm saying, all the momentum is with Vegas. So I don't think they're going to slow down. I think that the only way Florida can win is by scoring with them. I agree. It's also me rooting for overs. and Naturally. Because <laughs> I think we're all, we've all been taking the over. Yeah. Who wants to see a 2-1 Stanley Cup? game right it's not like baseball where you could see like a no hitter or a pitcher throw a gem and be able to appreciate it it's right. just boring yeah you're sitting there you're like all right what are well, we doing here guys the most of the world outside of the three of us would be like oh my god the world series was a two to zero game yeah really 
And uh, at the end of the world? day, when you get to the World Series, it doesn't matter. We're trying to get people to watch regular season games. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it matters a ton more. <laughs> so that made no sense. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, my God. Um, so active uh, active um, predictions for the rest of the Stanley Cup Series. I'll give Florida a game just because it bounces. So Vegas in five. I'm going to go Vegas in six. I want to see a couple extra fun I would bounces. like to I see think it too, Vegas in six, too. I'm going to go going with that. In a crazy world, just because Chris Montroy came screeching into my brain, three overtime game seven would be pretty crazy. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah, awesome. That would be fun. So I, I'm going to go with Vegas in seven. The Panthers win the next three. Vegas forces game seven. Vegas wins in three overtimes in game seven. That would be so sad. I think that, <laughs> do you, do you work for TNT? Cause I think that's clearly what TNT wants. Yeah, but I feel like hockey's so hard to fix. James, I work for the people. <laughs> <laughs> Speaker of the house. Oh, All right. You should run for president. <laughs> Thank you. On that, on that platform. <laughs> MLB. Um, So, naturally, we all know that this is the longest season of any sport ever. And we record once a week, and it's impossible to just, like, change mentalities throughout a week of baseball that doesn't really give you any indication on what's going to happen the rest of the year. So, the way we're going to go about baseball going forward is we're going to do a last 10 hottest, coldest update. We're going to talk about our teams and any national news lines that need to be talked about. Cool. Because we could spend an hour and a half talking about how Nestor Cortez hasn't showed up since five years ago. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I picked on him. It's probably because the White Sox are playing the Yankees this week. (laughs) Um, But all right. Last 10 coldest updates. So three and seven in the last 10 or worse. Cardinals. Tigers, Royals, Angels, and A's. The two that stick out are the Cardinals and the Angels. Yeah, super happy about the Cardinals, super unhappy. So opposite spectrums for both about the Angels. I was thinking about this, and we talk about it all the time. The Angels have a lineup consisting of Mike Trout, Taylor Ward, Hunter Renfro, Anthony Rendon, Shea um, and who else is their other big guy? They do have one more name. Even just those five. And Shohei also pitches for all the people who don't follow baseball. I just don't get it. I just don't get it at all. And we complain about our teams. I think being a Los Angeles, even though they're Anaheim, are they LAA still? Yeah, Yeah, they're LAA. Angels fan La. has to be the worst place you can be in sports right now. You've been, Mike Trout has been in the playoffs once. You have two generational, and I mean that by generational, mm-hmm. once in a lifetime players on your team mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. And you can't figure it out. Nope. And Hunter Renfro ain't no screw up. <laughs> Anthony Rendon ain't no screw up. Taylor Ward ain't no screw up. Brandon Jury. Brandon Jury is the other guy. Sorry. Jared he Walsh. He no scrub. Yeah, Jared Walsh hasn't really been playing this year, but whatever. Mike Trout's not a scrub. No, he's not. 
He's not. He's generational talent. Probably the best baseball player five tool that we have seen since we've been alive. Five tool wise. Yeah, absolutely. It's like I was. Th- I was like thinking about that. Like uh, I saw like a stat with the Angels. Like you know, like they're still in a wild card spot. They're they're over five hundred. But it's like I've never met someone that's an Angels fan or a Clippers fan. I've never in my life. I'm trying to think about Clippers. Uh, I could say either. Yeah, it's like, fucking insane. Like, who's your team? Like, like the only time I see people wear Angels hats or Clippers hats if, if you're visiting from, like, another state and you're, like, going to the game. Like, it's And these are supposed to vacation. be the two guys that are carrying baseball. Yeah. Right. So if you have any qualms with baseball, don't blame Manfred. Blame the Angels. And if you're an Angels or a Clippers <laughs> fan, come on our podcast talk about yeah, that because no. that's very rare. We've Setting ourselves up for failure. But also blame Manfred all the time. Yeah, and then on the other side, I can name the studs that the Cardinals have, but I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to be happy about it. Fuck them. Yep. The main thing about the Cardinals, because I can talk about them because they're outside of my jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Is everybody saw what Paul Goldschmidt did last year. Which was an anomaly. He's 97 years old. (laughs) And I love the argument that everybody just thinks that the highest caliber athletes can just do it again the next year. Let's not get into this. It's insane. (laughs) Not every guy can just wake up and do the same thing the next year. Bad 330, hit 40-something homers, and just, yeah. I get it. Paul Goldschmidt's going to go down. They should. Paul Goldschmidt's going to go down as a name that rings for a couple years after he's gone. I get that. And I was really pumped to bet him homer, homer, homer last year. I can't think off the top of my head where he came from. Arizona. His father's balls. Yeah, obviously. Uh, Goldschmidt. But yes, I, I will be I will be nice in this situation and not talk about how the expectations are so low in baseball. But I think it's not even a Paul Goldschmidt thing. I it's everybody. I mean, Nolan Arenado. Absolutely. It, regression of the mean, the greatest catcher to ever live, regression. I mean, it's I don't know what's going on. I they didn't drink Michael's secret stuff because we took it and Wilson doesn't get it. I even agree. though I will give it back to him whenever he wants it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. he, it's, it's, he's going to call you like late at night, be like, I need the secret stuff here. He'll be like, fine, where if are you? If you guys don't understand how much I love him, I love that this is happening to the Cardinals, but if they started winning, I wouldn't be upset. <laughs> That's how much I love him. Yeah, I, mean, I don't care, James. Shake your head all you want. You can fucking... That just means that you still believe. You're just like these silly gooses who still believe in their team who we're going to get to. But you got to stop. You got to stop. You got to know when the end's the end. You got to know when to fold them, dude. I, I know that the most. when to hold them. Let's talk about some hot guys. No when to fold them. Hot guys em. playing good baseball. No when to walk away. No when to run. All right, I'm going to go play slots after this. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 10, last 10 hottest. Seven, or three, seven and three or better. The Blue Jays, mm. the Astros, the Rangers, the Marlins, and the Pirates. Blue Jays are going to be a problem. I would also not like to be a Pirates fan because they are going up and down, and that is the last place you want to be. But you got to be happy with seven and three because I know three players on their team. The other team that you mentioned, who is slowly becoming having my favorite baseball player to ever live, is Luis Arias and the Miami Marlins. Mm-hmm. This guy's hitting three ninety nine, and even for my expectations, that's high. And <laughs> Someone, <laughs> someone on Twitter today pulled. He hits 400. Does he automatically win MVP? 
Why is that a question? Yes. If this guy hits 400. Ridiculous. <laughs> you, you're just the greatest baseball player to ever live. I think it's been done since Ted Williams. I think so. you'd have to be the first person to get inducted into the Hall of Fame. On the spot. While still playing. Like, they're going to stop the game and come out and give you your bus. Be like, here you go. You made it. Yeah, Dude. so for people who don't follow baseball, that means that four out of ten times, which I guess is really hard, <laughs> this guy gets a hit. Not on base. He gets a hit. His OBS is like seven. <laughs> he's so nuts, man. Yeah. He's nuts. He's insane. I don't know what the fucking twins were doing. Yeah. But it's, you got to be happy to have him out of your and division. And you know what's crazy? Jazzy Jazz and the Jazzy Bunch Isn't has even been playing. out. <laughs> it's the, the last baseball Sick. player. The last, Sickening. The last baseball player to hit 400 was Ted Williams in 1941. Yeah, <laughs> retire his jersey now. If he By the end of the year, actually, let's say by September, if he's still flirting with 400. Hall of Fame. Give him the gold jacket. Tell him you have a free seat wherever you want to sit in the Hall of Fame. And, yeah. and the Marlins should just automatically get to go to the playoffs. And I, I don't agree. care if he Josh Hamilton's himself later in his career, dude. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Right into the Hall of Fame. I like that. I like you gotta go drastic. I agree. (laughs) Who are the other three teams? Um, My expectations. My I don't know if they're ours, but they are mine. The Rangers. Oh yeah. They're they are ours for sure. Are they our kings of the MLB or are you going Marlins? No, who I I kind of like Rangers. I gotta go Marlins because Luis Arias yeah. is just my favorite. Yeah. He throws say. righty and bats lefty. Just like that's me. you exactly. Oh, and you bet four hundred, dude. I could have. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I could have played a ball. Um, <laughs> get thrown over the getting, mountains. We're not getting into this again, but we will get into your Kinks and my third favorite team in the MLB this year. Um, Jacob Degrom, Tommy mm-hmm. John, Thomas Jonathan. They've been winning without him, which is fine, but I'm not going to be some goof who says they could finish it without him. I agree. And I don't know. He's one of those guys. He's like Anthony Davis. He's like Joel Embiid. Where Kevin he's Durant. So, Kevin Durant, exactly. That He's so good that you just have to keep rolling the dice. But there was a list from like 2018 where he's been hurt like three to four times Every season. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what, like, you had, like, Met fans that were obviously upset, like, when he went somewhere else. But then you had the other half, Met fans are like, all right, we're relieved of this now. Like, we don't have to worry about, like, you know, like, okay, great. Is Jacob DeGrom going to be healthy? Like, what Jacob DeGrom are we getting? Like, who who does Jacob DeGrom go down as when he's done? Who did he play for? Like, right. The, the amount of the games. Rangers. The amount of games for both. He liked it fucking same. Mm-hmm. Does he even, is he even going to be able to qualify for the Hall of Fame? I'm pretty sure there is a games played, right? I think there is, yes. It's just, it's so tough. It sucks. I don't know what you do. I mean, maybe there is a limit, and people are talking about how fast are people going to throw. I mean, Nolan Ryan was still throwing 125 years ago. Right. So, like, they, you haven't progressed that much. There are more guys throwing 100 now, but I think there is a point where you can be too good or you can't get to a certain level at pitching, and he's tried to break that barrier, and he, you just can't do it physically. Yeah, 100%. I think with everything that crosses his plate in and outside of the game, he's just handled adversity, comes back and handles it a little bit more, but then just gets handed a shit can of bad news at this point every year. Yeah. 
Well, and then when we uh, had Clement, I think it was Brez who brought it up, said, like, do you see him ending his career as a closer? Like, that's looking more and more possible now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know. I don't know where you go from there. But hopefully they can stay hot. I mean, their lineup is fucking sick, too. And it just... I was telling Love their uniforms. To, I forget who I was talking to, but it wasn't anybody on this podcast. I was like, hey, isn't it crazy how the Rangers are good this year? And people were like, yeah. I was like, isn't it crazy that they paid good players to play for them? And everyone was just dying laughing. I was like, this isn't supposed to be funny. This isn't <laughs> yeah. supposed to be that funny. I, I'm, I'm trying to make a point here, guys. <laughs> yeah. Do you know where in the world you are? Oh, Chicago, Illinois. Got it. Heard. Yeah. Uh, Blue Jays also seven and three. Blue Jays and they're the, gonna be a problem. Uh, yeah. So the Pirates are were eight and two. The Rangers eight and two, and I think the other three were seven and three. It is crazy what this pitch clock is doing to chubby boys. Oh my god, they <laughs> are getting fatter as I mean, the time goes by. Did Alec Manoa win AL Cy Young last year? Almost, or almost. Yeah, one in seven. Yeah, with a six point three three ERA. Yeah. That's tough. Tough day for pitchers today. I mean, you just go through the chubby pitchers. I Dude, mean, I don't even know if Sandy is fat, but he sucks too. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with him. I think he's just so amazed about Luis Arias. And you can't <laughs> blame him. boy's going to start pitching. You can't blame him. He's going to have like a zero ERA in bat 400. There he is. He's going to be the new Shoyotani. Shoyotani. Sorry. He's going to look so great in a cub uniform. Um... One guy that I think goes under the radar just a little bit, at least in my eyes, is Bo Bichette. I was just going to say Bo Bichette does not get enough Dude, credit. we talk about how when we look at MLB scores, we just go right to scoring plays. He has an RBI or home run every fucking game. Every game. Blue Jays are fun to watch. No sense. Yeah. We are have the same credentials other mm-hmm. than BMI. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just like, speaking of the Blue Jays, you look at the Blue Jays, like, you know, they're in the, you look at the AL East, how good the AL East is, and then you look at our, both of our divisions. Mm-hmm. It's just an absolute fucking joke. Oh, yeah. The Red Sox are 30 and 30. They're last in their division, in that division. I would kill And they would be, and they'd be second in mine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is 24. And he's having a down year. Yeah. And that's so silly. I was literally looking silly. at it, thinking about this the other day, about like him having a down year and his expectations. He's hitting 285 with like 12 or 13 ding dongs. He's 24 years old. He is 24 years old. Mm. Like, yup. That's, I mean, 285 is not hard though. No, it's, I got to keep remembering. Dude, we got Luis Arise, who's hitting 399. It's going to be the, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> baseball player hitting 400. See? <laughs> Everybody's going to start doing it. We're all going to the quads, to the gymnasium. Yeah. It's the new Anybody cool. want? Everybody want to go throw a discus in the in the foyer? <laughs> How about that? Oh, damn, none of us really stayed at college long enough. Nobody fucking plays frisbee in the fucking quad, dude. <laughs> oh, I kind of thought I'd always see people like, people like, yeah, like, what'd you get on that test, bro? Fuck yeah. college, man. It's so underrated. Dude, I remember you walking go around. to school. I remember walking around Triton being like, not a single Frisbee here. <laughs> no, it's like a it's like a freaking graveyard there. Everything is. Um, all right, let's talk. Uh, you guys want to start Cubs or Sox? Uh, I, we can talk about the Cubs for like 35 seconds. Yeah. They're, they're so, they fucking stink. Uh, so, what, sorry, go ahead. Cubs split versus Padres. Nice. 
they yeah. beat to raise in their series too. After yeah, coming off getting swept by the Reds, They're and very, I have nothing to say really. The rest of this week, you guys are facing off against the Angels and the Giants. Angels, obviously, like we said, All three right. and seven last ten. Angels and, get going, and the Giants five and five last ten. Dude, the Giants are just fucking so uh, like middle irrelevant. of the pack. Yeah, they are the epitome of like, what can I do to get this C plus to a B minus? Yeah, like our. Even people who follow sports as much as we do are like, oh, the Giants play tonight? I think what it's... What fucking division are they in? Are they, they Who's on their team? They pretty much have the same team from 2021. They won 106 games in 2021. Like, yeah. that is baffling. I mean, they did get Chris Bryant, but it is like now you couldn't ask... I could not name... The Giants got Chris Bryant in 2021. Yeah. And then... Oh, yeah. I guess it's the best thing for a team. That was just nobody fucking care about them. Because the Giants always just come out of nowhere and are good. People are still going to go to their games because they play in the coolest stadium in baseball. Yeah, no doubt. Like I want to live in that mitt. <laughs> <laughs> like I want to live in a kayak in that bay. Like somebody's going to yell <laughs> down like, by the bay, eat some hay. <laughs> Brady's going to be like just laying up in that mitt. They're like, "What do you want for dinner?" Like, "What do you want in your hot dog?" Ketchup. Yeah, and. Nick Madrigal got sent down. He even hit a home run. He's hitting like three fifty six, and when isn't he? When <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> what are? That's what makes me so mad about the moves that they made. One, Christopher Morrell isn't on the fucking starting lineup opening day, and then number two, we're moving Nick Madrigal down because we can't find a place for him to play. We stink. Newsflash. For fucking everybody in the Cubs organization. We don't have young guys coming up and that are going to fucking be sick. Nick Madrigal should be on the team, not sent down. That's my piece. And Kyle Hendricks, dude, you're not you're not playing baseball. He's the, he's the longest. The tenured, game has passed you he, thousands of years ago. He is the longest tenured athlete in all of Chicago right now. Oh, yeah, because we sent down Lori Garcia. And, you're welcome. And you guys got rid of uh, Brayu. Yeah. Um, Kyle Hendricks, if he's looking for work, you know, in the home run derby, when people are mistiming those balls and everyone's worried about what their swing's going to look like yeah. at the end of the home great. run derby and all star weekend, you'd be great. Have Kyle Hendricks throw fastballs at eighty right down the dick from the mound. I couldn't agree more. I was going to say just like a really good for a really good high school baseball team. They want to see like almost professional pitching. He should just go and throw them. Every day. <laughs> But full wind-up, no cage, dude, just live dude, BP with think, Mr. Hendricks, Coach Hendricks. I think that might be the most disrespectful <laughs> thing you have ever said to a professional athlete ever. And I thought about not saying it because... I hope you meet Kyle Hendricks and say that to him. I don't dislike Kyle. I don't. It's just time to hang it up. I agree. That's all I'm saying. Let's get to the White Sox. Let's get to the White Sox. All right. The White Sox swept the Tigers. Okay, great. Uh, we're facing the Yankees. World Series back on. Uh, the division still back yes. on. Um, so funny. We're facing, the, we're facing the Yankees and the Marlins this week. Yankees are 6-4 and four in the last 10, and the Marlins, like we said, are 8-2 and two in the last 10. I don't want to freak you guys out. <laughs> If you say you're back in, no, he's no. he's been on the same pace all uh, year, and I the love the exact it. same pace. I just don't want to freak you guys out because it might look like we have a second base. Yeah, yeah, and I couldn't be happier about that because I called it, so it's fine. Romy Gonzalez has the balls. 
to show up when he's most needed, go three games in a row with hitting a yak, and also five games in a row with a ribby. In what world does a second baseman in the city of Chicago do that since Ben Zobrist? He's got brass balls. If this guy <laughs> leads my team to a division winner with the name Romy, that's that's the joke. <laughs> you have is that the joke? Yeah. That I farted and no one barfed. Basement. Is that the joke? What's next? Meatball down my pants, make it look like my ball sack ripped open. See, just all the stuff you think about all the time. You just don't want to say out loud. <laughs> permission me, permission for me to go back to my house so I'm not beat red for my family photo tonight? Uh, <laughs> yeah, White Sox. So, White Sox go are team. Go team. somehow winning a couple games against the shit teams, which it usually goes the other way around. We lose to Very the shit trouble. teams, we beat the good teams. We're facing the Yankees right now. It's 0-0 in the mid of the second. We still have nothing to, like, look forward to mm-hmm. other than maybe Luis Robert hitting in, like, four home runs a game because that's still possible. But our pitching right now, Kopech has gone 9Ks, 10Ks, 9Ks, 10Ks. I think I f- flipped that. It's 10, 9, 10, 9. My bad. And then one bad game in there. One bad game in there. Dylan Cease doesn't know how to throw strikeouts anymore. Lance Lynn's fat, and Lucas Giolito is that coach's son who's really good until one guy hits him really hard, and then he's like, I don't want to play anymore. Yeah, that's a really <laughs> good call. <laughs> that's a really good comparison. So, Because he is basically Ethan Kansas' kid. Like, he, really, he basically <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, for real. He, like, he goes off for a year, and then he goes, I've been working with Ethan Katz, comes back and just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Dad, what, why are all these guys so mean to me? Or maybe he didn't hang out with his dad in the summer. Maybe that was the problem. He's the coach's kid who doesn't listen to his dad. <laughs> yes, dad's not legally allowed to hang out with him <laughs> without parental supervision other than the dad. Yeah. So I'm Married to the team. So right now, like, Tim Anderson has way too much baby mama drama for him to focus at the plate, and I totally understand. If, I, if like, somebody... Like, if I get into a little tisk and I go play softball, I'm thinking about it. And then yeah. I'll swing out of frustration. Of so I totally understand you what Tim's You hit a dinger at. then. Yeah, I, I do. Not Tim Anderson. Dude, don't say anything mean about him. Uh, he asked before the season, don't. He doesn't want fans to be mean. Oh, he, right, like, right, says right. that every game. Like, I hope no one's mean to me. Yeah. <laughs> so don't, James. Sorry. Got, no, I'm gonna. Yeah. Don't, don't do it. James, when... Uh, some when you impregnated somebody, here's a here's a hot take. Don't That's impregnate somebody else. Don't. Yeah, just don't do just that. Just don't do it. But Tim Anderson, he's no, allowed no. to, and he should. It's okay that he's not playing well. Um, Andrew Benintendi doesn't hit home runs. He's kind of like an older Nick Madrigal, where it's like, okay, chances are he's going to get on base. I. Finally, starting to play well. I there's nothing. There's no uniform that Andrew Penitenti can can wear where I wouldn't like him, ever. Even the Cardinals. I agree. When I was rooting for the Astros uh, a while ago, just because of that whole Bregman fiasco, you remember James? Oh yeah. He made. He was on the Red Sox. And he made a diving catch against Bregman, and I wanted him to die. Yeah. But now. You die for him. Exactly. You get it. See, it's the circle. ebbs and flows of life. It's a circle of life. It's like almost like he's one of your guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I do want to mention is that, like, 
So Tim Anderson is the name of the White Sox that you know right now. Obviously, Luis Robert will be at that point some point in the future. But we just don't move Tim down in the lineup. We talked about this last week, me and Brady. We're now finally moving Andrew Vaughn down in the lineup because he was our 3-4 hitter, and we wanted him to be this power hitter. He's now batting seventh today or sixth, whatever it is. And how that isn't just like the repertoire for the MLB will never stop baffling me. Yeah. I Hey Brady, you stink the last week and a half. Let's put you down from one to six. I'm sure other teams Let's see do what it. happens. I'm sure other teams do it. It just happened to me in softball. I was leading off, I wasn't playing well, and then I batted six last week. I had a home run, a double, and a single. That's all you needed. Incredible. It was a new perspective. It, but it, here's the thing. I'm not trying to toot my own horn. This is fucking 14-inch softball in Forest Park where three people come out and watch it. But it is this simplistic styles and analytics of a team that we can bring to you. I mean, it's just like, he's not doing well at leadoff. Change something. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm in the fucking Groundhog's Day Dude. movie because this is, it's just never watch that movie. baffling. Never watch that movie. Really? I, I'm never going to. That I movie gives you the worst anxiety. Groundhog's Day with Bill Murray? You live, in, you live the same day over and over? But it's... But Bill Murray makes it spectacular. Bill Murray's great. I'm just saying. I just would not. Dude, I, no joke. Watched it two nights ago. It's on Netflix. Watched it, watched it Sunday night when I had the uh, anxiety from the bachelor party. Phil? Yeah. Phil? <laughs> yeah, you hear that every single day. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. So after after all that, Cubs, Sox, World Series. Great. Yes, we're back. Um, all right, so we are going to end you guys off with a little bit of a list. Wait. What? The Live Tour and the PGA Tour combined oh, that's today. Oh, um, yeah. I don't really have much to say because I don't know a ton about it, but what I've read is that they're just kind of just doing like an idea that we would bring out and be like, why don't you guys just combine? It sounds like that's kind of what's going on. And the problem that everybody's having is that all these players that sold out for $150, $250 million are just going to get their PGA Tour card back. Mm -hmm. And if that's the truth, I think we're headed for something way bigger than the Live Tour could have ever been on its own. And it's going to be nasty. I think it's just good for golf. I don't know. No, nasty in a bad way. I, I think it's really bad for golf. Yeah, oh, and uh, I saw a thing like on as we were recording a tidbit that uh, not all the players knew about this. They were blindsided and found out like through exactly. The and people were like, "Well, the Live Tour is never going to survive. The PGA Tour will hold strong, and it will be the American Tour. And we're not going to give in to the Saudis. And we're not going to give in to the Saudis because of what happened in 9-11. We're not going to get political, but that's just what people were saying. So now to give in this easily, even though the PGA Tour seemed to be going strong, is like, are you selling out for the money? Are you chasing the money again? And do you care about the product? Do you care about the fans? And I think that's where things are going to get very, very ugly. Now, it just came out today. I only read a couple headlines. I actually read a full article, but it didn't give us too much information. So I don't want to say anything just yet. But... If what I'm reading right now is the truth where they're just combining and the Live Tour is just going to kind of swallow up the PGA Tour, we're headed for a disaster in golf. I think it's exactly what you say. I think it's going to be a bigger problem than it is a solution. 
yes. by far. You're going to have like the leaders of the PGA Tour. It's going to be like the Avengers Civil War. A yeah. picture, a picture went around of Hideki Matsuyama. Yeah, close enough. Burped a little bit during that. Um, he was in line boarding a plane just in regular class, and he turned down three hundred million dollars. The picture is of him after he won the Masters, just chilling in the airport. No, he tied for sixteenth at the Memorial. Yeah, but there's another picture of him going to fly commercial. Oh, after after winning the, winning Masters. the Masters as a Japanese national. Mm-hmm. Like that's the biggest thing that you can do in Japan. Like right. that's what they were talking about, and he still flew commercial. And like you said, how much did he turn down? Three hundred. It's it, the precedent it's setting is gross. Right. And coming from all of us, if somebody offered me anything with an M at the end of it, I would say yes, please. Yeah, I'd be like, I'll take two. Whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Kyle going to take? Yeah. <laughs> I will take two live tours, please, <laughs> for 500. Yeah. Thanks, Alex. The only- <laughs> no problem. The only way this works is if Liv decides to pay. If they are now the book. It's all based on where this can be successful is what was in writing in all the Liv Tour contracts and how are you going to compensate the Rory McIlroy's and the Tiger Woods? And is that compensation coming from Saudi-backed money? Right. Are they going to take it? Are these guys, obviously, so, most of them will take it. Is Tiger Woods going to take it? Tiger Woods has a bajillion dollars. He doesn't need it. Right. Rory McIlroy has a bajillion dollars. Rory McIlroy still has things in golf that he wants and needs to accomplish, I feel. But when you bring in that type of money and those type of people that are funding these things, I think a lot of people will get squirrely, which they should, which they already did previously. Mm-hmm. Rory McIlroy was offered money. Tiger Woods was offered money, and they said no. But now this is going to be the only source of the income from what I, my understanding is, is that the head of the Live Tour now is basically the head of whatever this golf community is going to be. And the people you feel bad for are like the Matthew Fitzpatricks exactly. of the golf world. The just starting, dreamed of playing on the PGA Tour, dreamed of playing all the majors, right, and just going about things the right way. Now, they're going to have to clear up what the right way means because these people are going to be forced to play in this league because there isn't another one. There's only questions. Yeah. There's zero answers right now. We'll see. We'll we'll catch back up on it next week after more info drops. Here's a hot take, even though it's not. The PGA Tour Commissioner Moynihan, I can't remember what his first name is. He will be fired by the time we talk about this again next week. <laughs> I guarantee it. That's Hot what everyone's saying. Look, it already says, like, me, uh, calls with golfers heated. Yeah. Yeah. How would you like if you... So here's a situation I'll put you in. You stay at your job that you're working at currently, even though somebody else came in and was like, here's 350 or X. Here's X amount of money, which is more than you're making. Your manager comes in and goes, don't take it. We'll take care of you eventually, and we'll do things the right way here. And then all of a sudden, your manager gets bought out by that person who offered you X money mm-hmm. three months later. How would you feel? Not great, pal. Awful. Not this, great, yeah. Let's go to sum it up, Pat. All right, let's go. All right, this week's list, we are going to do uh, funniest movie scenes. And uh, we're going to go James, Brady, Cliff, Cliff, Brady, James. 
This week's list is brought to you by shoes. Wear shoes outside sometimes. Wear bare feet outside sometimes. If there's shoes on your feet, run fast. If there aren't shoes on your feet, be careful. You think Live Golf will sponsor a list one day? One day, yes, James. I 100%. I will never accept the money. <laughs> um, Brady definitely didn't wink into the microphone. Uh, if you couldn't hear the wink, it's because he wasn't winking. This week's list. But I am wearing shoes. <laughs> this week's goober. shoes. Funniest shoes. Uh, all right, James, start us off. Funniest movie scenes. Clear cut number one. It's only about two and a half minutes, but it's the mom meatloaf scene from Wedding Crashers. Yeah. Yeah, top ten. Comes in with a kimono on nunchucks. <laughs> and, and just like Owen Wilson's face, you got the cartoons, your mom. He's like, but you still got it. And Will Ferrell does the... <laughs> yeah. yeah, the it, pump the crowd up. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic pick. You can't go wrong with that. Just, because Will Ferrell's cameo in that movie makes it that much higher of a caliber of movie. And especially, too, like, picture, like, I remember, like, you know, we all saw the movie we were young, but my mom said, like, when they all went to go see, like, friend, like friends, whatever, like, the internet wasn't that big with spoilers. Nobody knew Will Ferrell was going to be, like, the, this character they talked about the whole movie. That's what I was literally just going to say. Maybe not the greatest cameo. It's up there, but the most surprising of all time. Like, for the character that he plays as well. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. you hear about this character the whole movie, like, Chaz Reinald, Chaz Reinald, and you find out it's Will Ferrell wearing a Komodo limit with his mom. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Brady. Um, in Tommy Boy, when they're going around, so it's multiple scenes, but it's basically just one. It, when they're just going around trying to sell uh, <laughs> brake pads, uh, Tommy and Richard, and then he all of a sudden, there's one guy in there who's obviously, it's a car company, so he has a bunch of like old model cars that are super expensive, <laughs> and Tommy starts, <laughs> starts fucking, what happens when you're on the middle of the road, the ambulance loses its brakes, and it crashes, and then the new ambulance comes, goes, here comes the meat wagon, the guy gets out of the ambulance, got new guy in the corner, puking his guts out, blah, blah. Get the fuck out. <laughs> no, he's like, he's like, and your family's just like, we're burning alive. All because you want to save a couple extra pennies. <laughs> I want to give you the pick because you brought up the best fucking part of the joke. Thank uh, you for that. Do you, once a quote gets picked from a movie, do we take that movie out? No. Okay, cool. Absolutely not. Um, my one three is uh, semi-pro. The Father Pat fiasco. Oh, oh that's such a great so pick. Good. So good. You said that's my D. He said that's my C. Maybe your fa- maybe your mother didn't go to heaven, Jackie. Yeah. That's it. We're off the court. When, when Will Ferrell just stops and looks at him and just goes, that's it, Tropic's off the court now. I lose it every time. Wow. Suck my cock, I'll murder your family. Yeah. <laughs> foul. No. Too foul. I love the, the announcer goes, and there's a line been crossed by Godfather Pat out of all people. <laughs> so good. We go to church together. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> uh, my 2-1 is in This is the End, the oh. montage of Danny McBride cooking all the food. Yeah. <laughs> because Fantastic. he has no idea that the world is ending. <laughs> And the minute he made breakfast for everybody, he's so proud. And he's like, I did this all for you guys. Like, Danny cooked all food. And everybody freaks out and sprints down. And he's like, what's everybody so fucking pissed about? <laughs> the movie, there's a movie that makes no sense. Zero. So great. Good, it, good, good pick. Yeah, it's a great pick. 
Um, my second round pick is the kangaroo song from Big Daddy scene <laughs> because it's so great. Sonny's just trying to watch the Rangers, and here comes this fucking kid on a little bouncy ball. He's like, kangaroo song, kangaroo song. And then he figures out, he's like, he like waves food around. He's like, oh, this is how I can shut you up. And then he falls asleep on the table with a bunch of cereal and marshmallows and candy. And then he just wakes up and pukes everywhere. <laughs> Dude, he's just like, kangaroo song. All right. All right. <laughs> Oh. All right, that's my pick. All right, for uh, my next one, I'm going uh, the body wax scene from Four Year Old Virgin. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, like natural. Yeah, like it just. Oh, Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> and he's like a motherfucker. And he's just like, you're so mean. He's like, why would you do that? And, like the one lady's holding it up in front of him, and, yeah. he, and then he, I love it. He's like, all right, that's it. I think I'm done. And he's yeah. like, thank you so much. <laughs> Underrated thank movie. Thank you. By the way, fucking fantastic. And then for my next pick, I'm going. Uh, Going the freaking uh, Dumb and Dumber scene where Harry's on the toilet. <laughs> this movie's so good, dude. It's a great film. When I was a kid, I like first saw that. I think I pissed my pants watching that because I thought it was the funniest fucking scene I have ever. Like, I was think seven. Like, obviously, you think yeah. all that's funny. The whole movie's great, but yeah, I just like Harry. What are you doing in there? I'm just shaving. Our pets. <laughs> Heads are falling off. I hope you're not using the toilet. It doesn't flush. And he just looks. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to fix. He's like, come on, you bastard. Great pick. It's me again? Yep. Yep. Um, the fight scene from Step Brothers. Oh, my God. <laughs> this yeah. fucking blind guy with the barking dog. Nobody notices that part. He's like, you'll wake the <laughs> neighbors. I am so not a raper. I was <laughs> talking about the fight. So my son used a bicycle as a weapon. <laughs> And the aftermath of it all is so great. I'm burying you. You're dead. I'm alive. No, you're not. I'm alive. Zombie. Oh, my God. Dude, just talking about these makes you lose track of what your next pick was. I I had three, and I was like, oh, I'm fucking going to kill this draft. So now I just have to go with uh, from Waterboy. Just any time he goes, <laughs> and it's no. mostly led up by the Gatorade. Yeah, <laughs> water sucks. It really, really so sucks. Good man, it's such a good movie. Yeah, um, and then uh, I said Joe Montana. <laughs> I said Joe Montana. Yeah. Um, and wait, what, what was your first pick? Uh, here comes the meat wagon from okay. Tommy Boy. Yeah. So uh, I don't know why it wasn't even the same movie, but in Big Daddy, when uh, Rob Schneider and the yep. kid are going through a spelling bee, yep. and yep. he gets hip hop anonymous. <laughs> Damn it, you give him all like, the easy ones. Fish, pony, hip hop, hip hop anonymous. It's not fair. You give him all the easy ones. <laughs> Your best friend is the sandwich guy. He happens to be a really nice guy. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got a crinkle. You want some chocolate cake? <laughs> no, not tonight. Yeah, I'll uh, come back and I'll wrestle you later. This is one you guys have probably never seen, but from Lego Batman. <laughs> so you Lego Batman. He gets dazed then confused by the new commissioner lady. And then Robin, his new son, is following him in the background. And he can't hear him. And he's lifting off all the check marks that he made because he's an orphan. He's like, beautiful smile. And then Lego Batman at the time isn't paying attention. So he's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, beautiful smile. Uh, speaks multiple languages. <laughs> Beautiful eyes that you get lost into. Check. He's like, you just became my new dad. 
He's like, yeah. <laughs> so good, dude. You got to see Lego Batman. You got to see it. Oh. Oh, my God. Fly, Robin, fly. <laughs> I got to go. My last one. I don't know how what you guys are thinking about this. I got to go the aim for the bushes and the other guys. Oh, oh my, my God. God. So good. I haven't even, I didn't even see the movie before that I saw that part. And I just <laughs> always say it. I don't know how it comes up in context like that. I'm aiming for bushes. Dude. I remember watching that for the first time and it hadn't like that saying hadn't been said to anyone before and they do the little fist bump. You think of what I'm thinking? Yeah. Aim for the bushes. (laughs) And then they just fucking do the fuck slow-mo jump off the building. And then that view of them going straight (laughs) down is just like, Wait, 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 where are the bushes? Yeah, they, Where are the have, bushes? They have so much confidence, and then you get confidence yeah. in them that they're going to make it. When are you not confident in Dwayne The Rock Johnson that he's not going to succeed? Samuel Jackson. I, yeah. I love, I love too, like, that whole, like, this is honestly going to be the best honorable mentions I think we've ever had, but uh, oh, yeah. I just love, like, Mark Wahlberg's like, throws in a bush in sight. Yeah, <laughs> they're on a skyscraper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, oh, nobody mentioned that yet. Yeah. <laughs> Throw in a bush in sight yeah with all these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane i don't think it's the same movie it's not but it's samuel jackson okay gotcha go for it brady i don't have any honorable mentions at the moment but i oh, wait, I, I mean it's your last pick no, no i already no, did I, oh I you finished, finished it yeah, 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 yeah you yeah, said yeah. we really okay. lost track just, i guess yeah. that I, I could pick every scene from tommy boy but oh when, i got it when the fucking smack fat guy in a little coat yeah that scene but also <laughs> who's your no, that from that scene who's your favorite your little, little rascal, rascal. oh Elf. that was Falfa or spanky I <laughs> and what? i didn't get that for forever <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if this would count as a movie scene but the ending credits to hangover are pretty fucking fantastic never seen I, it. you've never seen hangover because i was just no, about the ending to credits oh what do you mean it's just the pictures of it's the, the night. pictures of like <laughs> oh yeah because I was going to say, when Alan comes in with his shirt tucked into his pants and a f- uh, satchel that Indiana Jones wears. Yes. You guys ready like, to let the dogs out? You guys out? ready to let the dogs out? So good. <laughs> and yeah. also, is I don't I don't want to intrude here, is, uh, is this the real Caesar's Palace? <laughs> you may get this a lot. So this, did since Caesar, we're doing more of, <laughs> go, did, did Caesar actually live here? <laughs> I actually have a perfect jump on that anchorman to him and uh uh corningstone what's her first name veronica okay i thought so i was gonna say veronica vaughn i was like it's not veronica him and veronica, veronica are arguing with each other and she says something about julius you know i don't follow the nba <laughs> <laughs> We could have just done a Chris Farley draft. <laughs> yeah, that too. I think you and I did something like that once. The whole, the whole back and forth of that Veronica Vaughn is one hot piece of ace. ace. I Isn't would it? know from experience. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. But a friend of mine <laughs> and her got it on. Pretty no, that's so great. That's the best. But you, you could imagine that? what yeah, it'd be like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ron, who do you think you are? Julius Caesar? You know <laughs> I don't, don't follow, follow the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> I was crying. Well, obviously, the lamp. I love lamp. 
Uh, <laughs> Rick, why are you screaming? I don't know what the, we're uh, yelling about. The, uh, the intro in the first Anchorman 2, and they're all introducing themselves, and he's like, he's like, whammy! And then Brian's like, people call me the Brian Man. Yeah, the fight scene in 2 is so good, too. It, like, I, no I was, touching of the hair. Well, obviously. No, he's, <laughs> of course. Are we uh, all ignoring the fact that the ghost of Stonewall Jackson is here? <laughs> I don't know why I find that part so funny. That's I remember you like said that when I was like, is that Man 2? You are like, yeah! <laughs> I got two more, <laughs> and it is the Steve the Pirate bit from oh, Dodgeball, which call. is just never, Steve never misses. Who's Steve the Pirate? <laughs> oh, look, it's Steve the Pirate. And then also from Anchorman 2, Amy Poehler, <laughs> when she goes, you fellas eat pussy? No? Well, you better. <laughs> <laughs> she's so good, dude. I love her. Yeah, she's the best. Um, all right. Well, I hope we ended you guys off on a laugh because it is time to go. So go brass monkeys. I'll just say goodbye and I jump. Try to walk away and I stumble. Go bulls. Turn it up a couple notches. It's time to drink some water. Stay hydrated this weekend. And I hope you know by now, but the music here is by Pat Mallers and Chef Charles. Show it's been season 10, episode 8 of the Washed Up Podcast. Peace, love, and happiness. Shot City, come on and ride with me. Get high and catch a vibe with me. This music that make you feel good. Do it for the real ones. Do it while I still can. This is for the real fans. We're singing along with the set of light shows. I know, I ain't so fly, don't you? Think so too. Shotty trying to come through to kick it like kung fu. On the block cruise with the sunroof open. I'm the one who everybody love. Everybody want to be like me. I cha-cha real smooth. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. I break rules and race roofs. Sit break goose with great juice. I make moves and I make the music. Ain't, ain't loose, homie. Fall back like I don't. Okay, I got it. Go ride out. La-dee-da-dee-do. I feel fucking awesome. Get it? Got it? Good, good. Get it? Got it? Like this for a long time Can't think with the wrong mind Can't drift to the wrong tide Can't sink if it's all dry Land, one day you gotta learn to fly Curve the plot, cook it up, serve it hot Shorty thick like a car bomb Oh lord, won't quit till it's all mine on oh, God I've been steady trying to get in my way That's the only way that I get down Ever since I focused on my mindset